Throughout the 1980s, a strange phenomenon was sweeping North America. They were in a panic. And like people in a panic, they want solutions. Allegations of underground satanic cults torturing and terrorizing children. The thing is, there were no satanic cults preying on children. And nearly 30 years later, the people touched by it all are still picking up the pieces. This isn't a work of fiction. This is a work of history. Satanic Panic, available now. This is a CBC Podcast. It's my first time seeing, like, a one that big. I've never seen an iceberg that big before. I just was surprised, very surprised. So we've been standing here now, waiting and waiting for the fog to dissipate. And, and now it has, and now it's there, and it's beautiful. Beautiful indeed. It is an iconic Canadian image. Icebergs floating past the coastline of Newfoundland or along the Arctic coast. Imagine... One of those icebergs is three times the size of New York City. A massive iceberg known as A23A has broken free from the Antarctic ice shelf. It's being closely monitored by scientists around the world. Among them, David Holland, professor of math and environmental science at New York University. He is in our studio in St. John's, Newfoundland. David, good morning. Good morning, Matt. Thanks for having me. I'm a big fan of your program. Glad to have you here. Tell us about the world's biggest iceberg, which is now floating somewhere. Right. Uh, So directly south of Newfoundland, if you travel down the North Atlantic to the South Atlantic uh, into the Weddell Sea, there's a large ice shelf, which is a massive floating structure coming off the Antarctic continent. It regularly uh, disperses icebergs uh, naturally. And one uh, cracked off in around 1973. And then in 1986, it traveled up north to the tip of the Antarctic Peninsula. And it sat there for almost 40 years. And last week, it lifted off a shoal. And now it's on the move in the South Atlantic. And this thing is huge. It's very big. Uh, I live in New York City, and I think most people have a a size uh, image of New York City. This is a massive berg, some 60 kilometers by 60 kilometers and a half kilometer thick. Where is it going? Uh, So now it's in the only current that goes around the Earth, the Antarctic Circumpolar Current. And so it's traveling clockwise, uh, south, well south of us. Uh, one thing is uh, it's probably headed towards a place called the South Georgia Islands and the South Sandwich Islands, which other bergs that have come out of the peninsula, Antarctic Peninsula, have either missed or crashed into. Are there bad things that can happen when an iceberg the size of New York City is adrift floating through the sea? Uh, yes, it's, <clears throat> these bergs occasionally spontaneously break up. That's rare, but they do happen. Uh, so that's certainly a threat to shipping. Um, but more specifically, uh, there are massive colonies of uh, marine life and other mammals around Antarctica, particularly the South Georgia Islands, which you the listeners might be familiar with the story of Shackleton, mm-hmm. how his ship sank in the Weddell Sea and he got in a little boat and made it to South Georgia Island. Uh, to get help. Well, that berg is kind of headed in that direction, and there are millions of penguins there, in particular uh, the macaroni penguin, you know, the one with the feathers on Mm -hmm. its head, like Yankee Doodle. And there... (laughs) (laughs) Continue. Sorry, just that image is right now in my mind, but continue. Um, And so if that berg gets stuck in front of uh, that island on a shoal, then those penguins would be threatened as they would be perhaps unable to get to their 
uh, foraging sites. A previous berg a couple of years ago, about the same size, a A sixty eight A. And by the way, the bergs are named A B C D. Uh, Southern Ocean is broken into four quadrants, okay. and so the bergs are named sequentially since satellites in the 1970s. So this is the uh, the one I'm talking about now is in the same quadrant, number 68, uh, broke off 2017. It went uh, remarkably right to the S- South Georgia Islands, and what happened one day is it during high tide, it floated over a sea mount, which is a mountain that's beneath the sea surface. And these bergs are like large plates of glass. They're very thin, and if you think of it that way. Mm. And then at low tide, it came down on the seamount and basically exploded. Um, so that's one way the bergs can go away uh, as kind of a defense mechanism. But if it does get stuck, then it could be a real problem for marine life. And geoengineering or moving anything of this structural size is not a possibility. Because it's so big. It's just, yeah. Just in, in the last 90 seconds or so that we have, one of the things that people I think will think of is because the seas are warming, because of the climate crisis that we're in right now, that that will have something to do with us. Is, is this why the, the, this iceberg is on the move or is it just, it was its time to, to you know, become this, loose and start sailing around? Yeah, I would say this is completely natural. Uh, this happens all the time. This berg broke first off in the 70s. Um, however, on the other side of the Antarctic Peninsula is uh, another place producing icebergs called the Thwaites Glacier or the Doomsday Glacier. This is the Doomsday Glacier that we've talked about yeah. before. Yeah, and so that glacier uh, perhaps is going to produce an armada of icebergs. As you, maybe people know, when the Canadian ice sheet disintegrated, it produced an armada of icebergs into the North Atlantic. And so we may see that again in the Southern Ocean, which would have profound implications for marine life. The reason they call it the doomsday is because if this thing were to melt, um, the sea levels could rise such that it would be catastrophic? Uh, It could raise sea levels uh, approximately a a meter in total and perhaps a bit more. But around the globe, that would be, yes, catastrophic. That would rewrite the global coastline in many places. You're as fascinated with these things as we are. I find that yeah. that's amazing. I mean, this is your work, but you, you really do find wonder in this. I absolutely do. It's a beautiful uh, topic to study and it's beautiful to explore in nature. I'm really glad to talk to you about it, David. Thank you. Thank you. David Holland, professor of math and environmental science at New York University. He was in our studio in St. John's, Newfoundland. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.